with the finger of life that we are still here while others have passed on. God has been merciful to us. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, 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 neighbor it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Be finding Psalm 23. I want to just make mention of a few announcements uh, concerning the leadership forms that we turned in. We, the committee that's dealing with it is have completed one phase and they are in another phase at this time and once they complete all of the phases they, then we will come back and inform the church on uh, where we are and what will be our next step. Also we want to just remind of the church we are so thankful for our sisters who prepare tea and coffee time for us. That's a blessing. And I'm one who received tea just about every Sunday. Uh, I'm not British, but I love to drink tea. Uh, we want to remind us, and though that is a good thing, uh, that we want to do our tea time and be sitting down and ready to worship by 10 o'clock. Amen, somebody. Go on and sip your tea, but don't sip too slow because we need to be ready to go at 10 o'clock. Thankful to Brother Taher this morning for such a wonderful job leading us in song service. We appreciate him on this morning. He, it's not only did a great job, but he's looking good this morning. I complimented him on his outfit this morning. He looking good, and if you're looking good, then I guess it motivated you to sing good. And so we appreciate him so much on this morning for for that. You know, it's just good to to give people compliments. You know, I mean, it's it's all right to tell somebody they did a good job. We ought to be more into the complimenting business rather than just being stuck in the criticizing business. And we appreciate them so much as we appreciate all of those who, who sing. Uh, good to see Zoe and Jackson with us this morning. Zoe is all growing. She's growing well. And Jackson is getting tall and, and big. And it's just good to see them. And when they're not with us, we'll certainly miss them. And it's good to see them with us. Uh, on uh, today to come spend some time with Papa and Mama. Amen. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. Last week we spoke on, and I just thought it well that we just deal with the entire uh, verse 1. And uh, next Sunday, so you already know, we're going to deal with I shall not want next Sunday. But uh, we talked about the Lord last Sunday. And we want to deal with the second part of that uh, phrase, is my shepherd. But the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. David says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Shall we bow and shall we pray? Our God and our Father in heaven, we ask that you would please look down upon our hearts. Please forgive us for our sins. Please hear our prayers. We ask that you would be in the midst of us this day. We know that you are omnipresent. You are everywhere at the same time. But we ask that you be here this morning with purpose. And we pray, Father God, that you may open all of our hearts to be ready to receive a word from the Lord. And we pray that you may touch us in a way that only our God can touch us. Strengthen the ones who are weak. Build those who are broken. Put together, Father, those who have fallen. Forgive those who have sinned. We pray that you would just be in the midst of our worship. We pray that you may bless our spirits to be in tune with your spirit on today. Bless us to block out all distractions that are trying to enter our hearts and our spirit. We pray that we may worship our God in appreciation of all that God has done for us thus far in our lives. You have been a mighty good God, a mighty good Father, and we ask that you be with us and bless your manservant as he proclaims your word, that he may do it led by the Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for your blessings. Now be with us. It's in the name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. We want to continue our theme of going to the next level of ministry or going to the second level of ministry, and we made mention that in order to get there, it is going to take uh, the entire church uh, being on the same page. And you get to the next level of ministry, one of the first steps that you do is you want to have a change of mind. You have to change your mind. You have to think differently about where you are and where God wants us to be. And so this morning, we want to talk on the subject title, Going to the Next Level of Ministry, A Relationship Like No Other. Again, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. We human beings are something special and unique within our own right. I mean, as a people. Whether we be black or white, 
We love doing things our own way. Forget the best way. Forget mama and grandma's way. Forget the simplest and easy way. Forget the common everyday way. Forget God's way. We just like doing things our way. Isaiah said it best in Isaiah 53 around verse 6. He says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Church, some of you can remember uh, Super Bowl not long ago, about three years or so, maybe just a little bit longer. Remember when the Seahawks had played the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? Remember they were at the gold line. And the offensive coordinator, all he had to do was give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And it was very likely that Lynch was going to score touchdown. But the offensive coordinator, decided not to do it the simplest way. He decided not to do it the easiest way, but he decided to do it his own way. And it messed around and cost him the game. That's just like us, members of the Hollywood Street Church of Christ. When all you had to do was just listen, but you had to open up your mouth. All you had to do is just say I'm sorry and apologize, but you had to start an argument. When all you had to do is practice patience, but you had to take control. When all you had to do was follow the doctor's orders, but you wanted to play doctor. When all you had to do is take the wise man's counsel, but you wanted to be Mr. Know-it-all. When all you had to do was get out of the way and turn it over to God, but you let your feelings and your emotions get the best of you. We are compared to that of being sheep. Sheep are dependent creatures. Not only are they dependent but they are just plain dumb. They just wander sometimes because they can't find the fold, even when the fold is right before them. Sheep are defenseless. They have no sharp teeth. They have no fangs. They have no long, curvy claws. Is it not interesting that we have not seen professional teams use a sheep for its mascot. We don't hear about the Detroit sheep. Y'all not gonna help a preacher this morning, but that's all right. We don't hear about the Oakland sheep or the Minnesota sheep or the Chicago sheep. Teams are recognized and called the Detroit Lions, the Oakland Raiders, 
the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, because nobody wants to follow after a sheep. Sheep are dirty. Cats gather girls. Cats can clean themselves. Dogs can clean themselves. Bears can get in a river and clean themselves. Little birds get in a puddle and clean themselves. But a sheep will get dirty and he will stay that way. Why David did it use a different metaphor? He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He didn't say the Lord is my commander or the Lord is my warrior or the Lord is my king. No, David said the Lord is what? My shepherd. But here David reminds himself of watching his father's sheep. And he remembered when protecting his father's sheep. He remembered he slept in the midst of his father's sheep. He remembered the names of the sheep. And at that moment, he understood the characteristics of the shepherd. He said, the Lord is not my commander. He's not my, he's not my warrior. He's not even seen as my king. But the Lord is my shepherd. I need a shepherd. I said, I need a shepherd because I'm dependent. I need a shepherd because I'm defenseless. I need a shepherd because I'm dirty. I need a shepherd because I have no sense of life's direction. I believe Jeremiah said, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. For it is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. The Lord is. The Lord is. The Lord is. Biblically speaking, anytime you see something repeated three times in the Bible, it stresses great emphasis. Is. 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 It's what you call a, a dialectical present tense first person singular of the verb to be. And I'm glad my wife ain't here today. Uh, but is, is Sister Shea here? Yeah, Sister Brock, you, you're here. Uh, but, but don't pay no mind what I'm about to say. But when you say the Lord is, this dialectical present tense of first person singular of the verb to be. Somebody say, what does that mean? Here is the meaning. It's the Lord of my shepherd. It means that the Lord you know, when I was doing this, this remind me how we, how we speak back home. Is that the Lord be being my shepherd. Y'all didn't get that. <laughs> he just be being my shepherd. He just be being my provider. He just be being my protector. He just be 
being my way maker. He just be being my rock and my salvation. The Lord just be being my shepherd. When I'm guilty, anybody up in here be guilty sometime? When I'm guilty, when I'm, when I'm dirty, when I'm defenseless, when I'm dependent, when I have no sense of direction, the Lord just be being my shepherd. He's the psalmist. He the psalmist, David, could have used some other personal pronouns. He could have said the Lord is our shepherd. He could have said the Lord is their shepherd. He could have said the Lord is your shepherd. Not only that, but, but he doesn't use, not only he doesn't say that, but, but he doesn't use uh, the definite article or a definite article in the front of the word shepherd. He, he, could, have, he could have said uh, the Lord is a shepherd. But that wouldn't make him just like all of the other religious leaders in the world. He, David, could have said the Lord is the shepherd. But that would have separated him to stand alone. But instead, you and I should say the Lord is my shepherd. That makes it personal. That's point number one. It's, it's personal. It's, it's, I say this personal. It's, it's a shepherd and sheep relationship. It's, it's personal. I, I know the Lord is your shepherd. Thank God for that. I understand he has been good to you. I understand he's kind and caring to you. But I want you to know something today. I, I, I praise God for being so good to you. But, but that's not why I'm praising him. I do it like I do it because he is my shepherd. He's, he's my shepherd. I mean, is God anybody's shepherd up in here? He, he's my. I know he's yours, Sister Forte. Thank God for that. I, I know he's yours, Brother Marvin, but, but, but God is my shepherd. He's my director. He's my protector. He's my leader. My God. My source of all of my blessings. He's my goodness. He's my friend that stick it closer than a brother. He's my counselor in the troubled storm. He's my light and my lamp in the midst of darkness. He's my doctor, my lawyer, my teacher, my father, and my provider. He is my. That's personal. That's personal. We all need a personal relationship. I said we all need a personal relationship. Coming up, you might have daddy's relationship. Coming up, you might lean on mother's relationship. But, but we all need a personal relationship with the Lord before we leave uh, this old world. Uh, we all need a personal relationship with the Lord, uh, the good shepherd. Whether you are young or whether you be old, we need our own personal relationship with the shepherd. Uh, see, see, I can't. I can't make nobody say amen this morning. And that's all right. I, that's all right. That's fine. Maybe you 
Maybe you are just a silent worshiper. Because if you don't see God as your provider, if you don't see him as your protector, if you don't see him as your guide, your caretaker, there's nothing that I can do or say to get you to give God glory. I can preach till midnight. I can sweat out my clothes. And I need not do that. The song leader can sing until he drops. Prayers can pray until they lose their voice. Nothing we can do to make you give him praise because you don't even know who we're talking about. He's the shepherd. But if you have your own personal relationship, if your shepherd puts you to bed at night, I wish I had a church up in here. Oh, thank God for his blessings. If your shepherd puts you to bed at night, if your shepherd watches over you throughout the night, oh, I, I know you got a shotgun. I know you got a 45. But I want you to know the Lord watched over you throughout the night. I know you got ADT. I know you got rock wallers. But it was the Lord who kept the thief from coming to your house last night. If your shepherd wakes you up in the morning, if your shepherd hears and answers your prayers, if your shepherd has been good to you, you don't need a preacher. I said you don't need a preacher to tell you to give him some glory. You don't need a spiritual angelic pep rally to give him praise. For the Bible says, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Say so if God has taken you from the sick and sand of life and put you on solid ground. You ought to say so if he has been your refuge and your redeemer. It has been, it needs to be personal on today. For God, the good shepherd, for he walks with me. For he talks with me. The song says, uh, for he tells me I am uh, his own. He saved me. He heals me. He feeds me. He clothes me. He opened up doors for me. He rescued me. He's a father to me. He's a mother to me. He is medicine to me. A lesson the church must learn. A lesson we must learn. Here's a lesson we have to learn. Is that if the shepherd, if the shepherd, if the shepherd takes care of you, then you have to learn to take care. And shepherd others. <laughs> if you didn't have it. And the Lord gave it to you. You need to learn to give to somebody else when they don't have it. I'm talking about the good shepherd. If you, if you lost a loved one. And the Lord comforted you. And the Lord consoled you. Then when somebody loses a loved one, then you need to learn how to comfort and console somebody else. The Lord will shepherd you so you can know how to shepherd somebody else. If you are not a loving person, if you are not a loving person, then you don't know the loving shepherd. If you are not a kind person, 
then you don't know the kind shepherd. If you are not a forgiven person, then you don't know the shepherd who forgives. You can't know the Lord and sit in his worship and not love the person who sits before you, who sits beside you, who sits behind you. Because when you know the Lord, you will love like the Lord. Oh, you, you cannot know the good shepherd and not have the will, the desire, and feel the compelling need to be with your brothers and sisters in the fellowship of the Lord in every worship. I want you to know I'm almost done. It's personal. It's personal. I mean, we're thankful and grateful for all the Lord does for others. But until you make this thing personal, until you make your relationship with the Lord personal, you won't see God as the good shepherd. See, the Lord is my shepherd. I want to go to the next phrase, but I, I have to leave it for next time. The Lord is my shepherd. And the latter part of that verse says, and I shall, why are you still warning? Number two, not only is it personal, you have to have a personal relationship. But number two, it's precious. My relationship with the Lord is personal. It's between me and God. But also my relationship with the Lord is a precious one. I'll talk about that tonight. There was a story told once of a fellow who got up and got a large group of people and he recited Psalm 23. The story says the young man got up and he recited Psalm 23 before this large group of people. And the story says by the time he, he finished this song, he had great articulation, he had great oratorical skills. And by the time he finished quoting the psalm, they gave him a standing ovation. And there was an old gentleman who got up behind a young man and he recited the same song. He didn't have great articulation. He, he didn't enunciate his words right. He didn't have great oratorical skills. But by the time he finished reciting Psalm 23, there was not a dry eye in the building. The young man afterwards got out of his seat after the program was over. He went over to the old gentleman. He said, sir, sir, he said, we both recited the same song. He said, when I finished, they gave me a standing ovation. He says, but when you finished, everybody was crying. He says, sir, can you tell me why is that? He says, son, he says, you knew the psalm. He says, but I knew, or I know the psalmist. 
Don't be like the young man. Just have the knowledge of Psalm 23. Know the psalmist. Last week, know the Lord. Before you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you got to first of all know the Lord. Before he can anoint your head with oil, you have to first of all know the Lord. Before goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, you have to first of all know the Lord. And if you don't know him this morning, it's very simple to have and begin your relationship. You have to hear the gospel. Believe that Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You repent of your sins and you say, Lord, I no longer want to live this way. You have given me the word of God. You have given me direction and instructions. I want your way. I don't want my way anymore. I've tried it my way all my life. I want to turn it over to you. You repent of your sins. You confess that Jesus is the son of the living God. And we will baptize you today for the remission of your sins. Somebody say, preacher, well, you know, you know, uh, is it blood in the water? No, it's no blood that you can see in the water. I have to have faith that God's word is true. And God say, when you get in the water, he says, all of your sins are going to be washed away. Somebody say, preacher, you don't know what I've done. Preacher, you don't know where I've been. Preacher, you don't know what I've said about other people. Let me tell you something. God's saving power is stronger than our biggest problems. Whatever you've done, whatever you've said, wherever you have been, I want you to know that the solution of God, Jesus Christ crucified, is powerful to save and wash away all your little sins. And then you can start a relationship with the Lord today. It's through baptism. I become a part of, a part of God's family. And when I become a part of God's family, just like I can't see nothing in that water and I have to see it by faith, I have to walk by faith. You can't see everything. You don't know the outcome of everything. You don't know the results of everything. But I've got to just trust God on everything. Trust him. Trust him. Some of y'all sitting down here, y'all don't know what, but trust him. You're going through some issues in your life, but you got to trust the Lord. You got to walk like we stated this morning in Bible class. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, you'll have fellowship. I'd rather have fellowship with God than have fellowship with all the leaders of this world. Have fellowship with God because when you are connected to God, you are always protected by God. We're in the United States of America. You think that we're protected by that great army we have? You think we're protected by the Marines we have? You think we're protected by those sailors we have? And them airmen we have? Let me tell you something. We're protected by the hands of a merciful and a powerful God. <laughs> That's why we're still here as a country. And perhaps one of the longest countries that have ever stood in freedom is America. And one of the primary reasons that have been is because the Lord has been merciful to us. We see during election time, Lord bless America. What you talking about? He been blessing America. <laughs> huh? Yeah, he been blessing America. The Lord be 
blessing America. Amen and how. If you're not a child of God, when our song leader starts singing that song this morning, all you got to do is get out your seat. That's all you got to do, get out your seat. I said, preacher, I believe he died for me. I believe he was buried for me. I believe he rose again the third day. And I want to give my life to him because he gave his for me. Listen, there's no better life to live but the Christian life. You can gain the whole world. I said this not long ago. Gain the whole world. Lose your soul. It profits you nothing. I'd rather keep my soul and lose some things in this life and spend eternity with God for all the ages. I believe somebody want to do that this morning. If you want to be baptized, you want to be saved, all you got to do, get up, come on out, we'll baptize you today. Maybe there's somebody who's been struggling. Maybe you are dealing with some issues in your life, and you don't know on the other side, but God does. Maybe you want to ask for prayers today. Maybe if you have sinned, maybe you need God's forgiveness today. Maybe you like that sheep that has wandered off, and you need to come back to the fold. Maybe you still come to church every Sunday, but you still wandered off from the fold spiritually. Maybe you need to come back home. Maybe you need to come back to the fold. If that's your desire, why don't you come as together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, Why Don't You Come?